You're listening to a Flawless Noises Media Network production. Welcome back to the Ratchet Ramblings Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. We, the trio has returned. We are back. We are reunited. I am one third of it. I am Jeremy. That's all I'm gonna say for today. We back, bitch. Thank no, you, uh, <laughs> We back. We hope that you missed us. We hope that you enjoyed the shades, uh, the selection of shades, volume three compilation that Curtis put together. Um, that was a lot of funny jam packed in one place. Like you didn't have to go scrolling for it. He brought it directly to your doorstep. That shit um, mad long though. <laughs> yeah, but that three hours went by quick because the shit was so funny. Sometimes I find myself rewinding, like, what the fuck was we on? <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Uh, we're back. Happy holidays. We hope your new year is getting off to a good start. Um, I don't have any AKAs. I'm gonna throw it over to Curtis. Um, I feel like y'all have already heard my voice, so y'all know I'm here. So we're going to start this episode with um, our little award session, just like we did, what, six or so months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, added a few extra categories. So we're going to see what's what. Um, I do have some statistics, though, I want to throw out there. So we had 22 episodes. And, you know, the show titles on this show are are always a big thing. So I went through and I was, um, I added up (laughs) how many show titles came from which host. So first of all, shout out to Brooke (laughs) for being a guest and getting a show title. Yes, Yes. rough customers. That shit was mad funny too. Um, Let's see, Jeremy got one. I should have got the actual title, but I don't remember. But Jeremy got one. Um, I got Candace at 1.5 because of the one show where we split the title because we couldn't decide which one. And then, so that, <laughs> that leaves 17 and a half for me. Um, I feel good about that. I feel like I've been doing what needed to be done. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. I'd be saying some wild shit. My God. Uh, well, we, you know what? <laughs> in the new year, you are walking in your truth. Because mm. <laughs> I was like, you know, we didn't really have like a defining moment. You know, I was just like, eh, feeling kind of like, what have we been doing? And then when I listened to it, I was like, oh, we've been doing shit. Oh, that's what I've been doing. Damn. Exactly. Uh, Good luck, everybody. So, <laughs> um, yeah, I think you. I think you're gonna get a clean sweep. <laughs> uh, so, yes. out of those uh, since episode ninety-seven, we have had eleven point two thousand listens. So, I don't think that's too shabby for six months worth of shows. Not at all. Um, you know, good. for a smaller podcast and smaller podcast network, I think we we you know we clear some hurdles. We we ain't no um, Lolo Jones. Yeah, no, we ain't, and I think the numbers are going to continue to grow uh, this year. Since you know, we finally <laughs> started the... picking up 
picking our momentum back up, you know. Yeah, as the trash is starting to be discovered. <laughs> Come join <laughs> us, fellow raccoons. <laughs> All up in the trash. <laughs> uh, so the last one, on the most popular episode from between 97 and 118 was, again, uh, Rough Customer featuring Brooke. She brought the shade, the dragons, the laughs, and the listeners. Shout out to Brooke. A shiny customer. Yeah. A valued customer. (laughs) (laughs) Get your Ratchet Ramblings value card. (laughs) (laughs) Save 5% on the shade. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay so let's get into the actual categories let's start with funniest moment um jeremy why don't you start it off um i actually had a really hard time picking this <laughs> one uh, i'm so excited about this <laughs> <laughs> i've been salivating at the mouth for two weeks like you really you I really can't... have this nigga randomly hit us in the, in the chat like i can't wait for these pics <laughs> Because I kept looking at mine, and I'm like, damn, what did they pick? Because I could barely decide. Like, damn. Give it to us. What is it? Um, but I had to go with um, your motherfucking ass <laughs> for the Tokyo Tony show. You said that that motherfucker was it. I think it was Mr. Saucer when you said that motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> sounded like Marla did on white <laughs> <laughs> that shit took me out. I think I died twice that episode because that shit was mad funny. Because I could not get the image out of my head as soon as you said it. So yeah, your laugh hit mad octaves. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so you got that one, Frank. All right, <laughs> Candace. Okay, so here we go. <laughs> All right, this wasn't even pertaining to our shows, but when Curtis told Jeremy he was going to have on his freaking blouse. (laughs) 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 And and the crazy part is it was hard for me to narrow this down because he also asked Jeremy, was he in his, uh, was you in the My Baby Can Read books? (laughs) And then the honorable mention for something that was going on with the shows was a uh, stripper strife. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But freaking blouse definitely took the cake. <laughs> that shit was funny because it just came to me as I was talking. Oh man! Um, I couldn't narrow it down. It's just one. So. Um, my first pick for funniest moments is when I said Kenya skin like KFC skin. <laughs> I didn't even touch to the <laughs> And Candace came back from mute. <laughs> uh, and then that was tied with uh, the same moment that Jeremy mentioned about Mr. Salsa. Because again, like I didn't even think about it until we were talking about it. I was like, damn, that's what that nigga sound like. And all I could see was Marlon with that bad uh, mustache. Yes. And that balding wig on his head. Fighting yes. over ice cream. Mm. Mm. 
Um, and then honorable mention, um, <laughs> when I said that man from uh, Tokyo Tony Show was dressed like Chibi Moon. <laughs> <laughs> And the <laughs> and the other one, um, when we were talking about Jackie's neck, and I said Doug calls it some succulent meat. Ooh, we really uh, ran the gamut of funny moments on that one. I like it. Okay, let's get into shadiest moments. Uh, Jeremy, kick us off. Well, <clears throat> in no surprise, uh, my shadiest moment goes to you <laughs> when your motherfucking ass went completely off script and threw shade and something not related to the show. Nope. But went on your no. about Beyonce. We live in a capitalist society. <laughs> hey, listen, I had that. I had that in there. I had that in there first, and I was like, I know somebody gonna pick that up. Let me go back to the drawing board. <laughs> Because, uh, because when you said panhandler, and where my and mind Jeremy, went, <laughs> and me and Jeremy was like, you know what, Fuck you me, motherfucker, I'm not playing with you today, <laughs> right? If you not. slick, don't try to set us up for the fall. <laughs> right. Listen, you motherfucker, do. saying if Beyonce can do it, we can do it too. Curtis, <laughs> get on my tail, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> so that was the shadiest moment because you motherfucker, you. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I had that, and I was like, I feel like that one of them gonna pick it, so let me pick something else, so that we have multiple selections of shadiest moment. But I got you, friend. I got you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it said, donate. Mm -hmm. We panhandlers. <laughs> what? What? Don't no, 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 no. Let me go on mute because I already <laughs> see where this shit headed. This is a setup. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. Listen, I was just good luck everybody. When I heard that shit back on the compilation, I was like, this motherfucker tried to get us out of here. <laughs> Low and slow. <laughs> mm. I said, oh, okay. Crock pot a mess. <laughs> mm. Oh my God. Get you gotta get aggressive when you ask. Never mind. Let's uh <laughs> for me, uh look, I'm gonna I'm gonna actually quote it. Uh what's the one girl's name from Hollywood? Uh Crazy Taxi uh, T Marie <laughs> Crazy Taxi and honorable mention to Kwani, beloved, what the fuck is up with your teeth? <laughs> <laughs> she looked like she ordered them teeth from QVC. QB <laughs> <be> teeth. <laughs> mm. Well, so, <clears throat> crazy taxi and QB teeth. But crazy taxi was is that girl <laughs> because it was. Yeah. What's that one girl from Love and Hip Hop? Crazy Taxi. Okay. <laughs> All right. That story was fresh in my mind. 
<laughs> she was driving on the rims. Yeah. <laughs> Drunk <clears throat> in the motherfucker. <clears throat> Need for speed Hollywood. That was what it is. Um, for Shay's moment, I have a tie because I just couldn't decide. My first one goes to Candace when she was dragging Young Bay about Space Cap. Oh, Ooh. nice. Kimchi. That's a nice oh, one. I forgot about that. That was a nice one. I forgot about that. Good. Did you talk about all that Thoya Thoya again? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, consummate racist. <laughs> I was, was, I was saying to, to myself, we need a a, a, a best a racist comment moment. Yes. I know I'm a sweet You, you are queen. Yes, you will. Definitely. Because I equal opportunity drag, but you, you narrow in. <laughs> what is your culture? <laughs> that is my material. Disrespect it. <laughs> What are you? What's your ethnicity so I can disrespect you? Yes. Like, <laughs> like what, what is your what is your nationality so that I might drag you? So I can shit on it. Correct. Mm. Um, <laughs> and then it was tied with uh, when we were dragging Sky, and I said she need to take that shit to play those closets <laughs> and get twenty five cent. <laughs> <laughs> when the shit was uh when we found out my little uh secret was closing yeah my little, oh. my little foreclosure oh man um yep so now we move on to best dragging um so jeremy kick us off well um for mine i'm actually going to pat myself on the back and i gave it to myself for me dragging the shape where out of goddamn teddy for misusing and throwing around his title his weight and ugly ass shoes and harassing gems over tati's funky ass. oh yeah you had your passionate george song when you was dragging him about that oh. turn into the great orator the, the oil orator the oil curtis <laughs> <laughs> Valvoline. <laughs> <laughs> Pastor Valvoline. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> oil your dusty ass up. <laughs> Get your he's turned into he he turned into hood scorpion. Get your fat ass over here. <laughs> Speaking of, I know y'all don't know, but I got a switch for Christmas. Hey, Just, uh, hey, you know, I don't know how to play shit online, but we can figure it out. Don't worry, uh, Nintendo no, don't don't know how to do online, mm. right? So that's true. Uh, for me, I too gave this one to myself for that Thanksgiving rant part two. Yes, um, because when I listened <laughs> back to that, I was like, wow. You are very disrespectful mm-hmm. over mm-hmm. turkey and dressing. And the macaroni and cheese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't put no motherfucking breadcrumbs on that mac and cheese, bitch. That, oh. <laughs> it's the, like, damn. The, the emphasis she say on bitch is what always take me down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was, I took it there. And I only, I took it, I only picked that one because I wanted to save the, the actual best dragon for the tag team one. So okay. I I was like, okay, I did drag the fuck out of people who can't cook. <laughs> well, I have another one from you then. 
So you, you can take this one um, on the Freakin' Blouse episode when you started dragging Sky about uh, maternity, when she was happy about Mike's uh, paternity results. Ooh, <laughs> man. You were like, bitch, you I know you happy for the everlasting shit out of Sky. And then the bitch okay. celebrating. <laughs> Talking about this good, right? We know you think it's good, you deadbeat ass bitch. Like, damn. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, man, that was there. Um, and then I just have to mention when Brooke dragged Giselle. Yes. yes. That I had I rewound that one so many times because it was yes. just it was perfect. It was such a perfect dragon. Brooke, so let me <laughs> we gotta get Brooke on again. And shout out to Brooke. She has a YouTube channel where she discusses um some reality TV stuff, uh like Potomac, Housewives, I think maybe Married to Medicine. I don't know the other ones. So shout out to her for that. Yeah. But Brooke dragged Giselle so bad that people that actually know Giselle. We're reaching out to Brooke, like, could you stop dragging Giselle? Yes. <laughs> yes. Like, people that truly know Giselle reached out to Brooke, like, you know, wish your beef, can you stop talking about Giselle all the time, and blah, blah, blah. That's a motherfucking dragon when mm-hmm. somebody reach out and be like, hey. Please leave my friend alone. You hurting her feelings. Her feelings. <laughs> you hurting hurt. her PT Cruiser. Mm. Yeah. Getting to the rut. Oh, yeah, that- <laughs> that was a hell of a dragon yes. and she ain't take her foot off Giselle neck since then and <laughs> never has probably never and will, never will. Mm-hmm. a cease and desist Facts. Um, I do have some honorable mentions though uh, again like I said Candace pretty much swept this one She she's definitely the best dragger on the show um, when you drag Van asking him, is it worth it? When uh, we found out that, remember that article and we were mad that BET posted that article when they asked him why he wasn't on the show. He was just like, ask oh, BH1. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it worth it? I was like, oof. You gave me uh, Papa, Papa Pope vibes with that one. Oh yeah, because mm. I, I didn't even, I wasn't even real super ignorant i like settled down into to like some shit it yeah. was like don't be the best dragons though was it worth it you did all of this for what charmaine didn't even make you ha- make sure you had a spot on the show dumb bitch to get a to get a free check yeah mm. and she and might as well had because lord knows they fighting already so it didn't right. even matter didn't even matter and then i had to concur my other honorable mention was i called it the sad thanksgiving when you when you was dragging about that um so we got a new category now uh candace mentioned it earlier a best tag team because one of the best things about the show though is the organic way we can compile on jokes sometimes that shit is like you know in the video games when you get all your whole squad to use their superpower at the same time (laughs) you know so you can take out the, the the big bad boss and shit like when all the uh, Power Rangers link up. Right. Mm-hmm. When you get Mega Megazord. <laughs> so you can Mega Drag. Yeah. So, uh, Jeremy, what's your pick for best tag team? Um, Mine is 
when we combine all of our ancient powers to drag the the bad lining out of Malaysia's wigs for playing in our Ooh. face. Mm. Damn, I even oh I forgot about that, Jeremy. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because she because Malaysia did what we all collectively hate. She lied, she picked sides, she did not protect family, and she was a coward. And we don't like none of that shit. And we tag team and drag the fuck out of her for abandoning CC and also saying that protect my family, but also allowing Evelyn's also scary ass to sit up here and talk reckless about Briar. So that was my best tag team dragon for mine. Because we dragged the fuck out of her and she deserved it. Because fuck you, Malaysia girl. Mm. Yeah. Mine would be when we got together and we dragged the high up beard of Joe Budden's face for that <laughs> shit that he That was a 20 minute and drag. You know what it was? And it was and it wasn't we wasn't even like on a rampage. Like we sat there with intention and dragged the fuck out of him. Like dragged yeah. him like old and new. Yeah. Um, that was one of my favorite moments because the points were made very eloquently. Yeah, yeah, it's what he deserved. Mm-hmm. Um, my picks were uh, on the funnier side. Um, when we all collectively was um, joking on Donna's dad, <laughs> looking like Eminem. Here, Stan. I don't know where your daughter's tooth is. <laughs> Curtis. <laughs> that was a hell of an impression. Um, <laughs> and then my other pick was um, when uh, you and uh, Jeremy, Candace, were dragging Portia about Dennis. And you was like, is it worth it? And Jeremy was like, was it worth it? And then my dumb ass was like, Put your thing down, flip it in reverse. Flip reverse. <laughs> <laughs> and then here come Candace. <laughs> Yo, I rewound that shit like for 10 minutes straight. That shit was funny as hell. Because I was just like, who does that? Like, why did this even happen? But, Word. It, but it, listen, it needed to. Yes. Yeah. But um I snuck one in cuz I thought about it. My abs I couldn't decide where it fit in the category so I have to bring it out separately. My absolute favorite moment from the past 6 months was when me and Candace were recording uh during Thanksgiving and I said that we should call Big Nigga the Green Mile. Oh my god. Her face like the expression on her face is like permanently etched in my brain. That shit, I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? what? Okay, Curtis, this is enough. Like, <laughs> I was just sitting there, like, I just, Jesus. She was stuck, y'all, for a full minute, just with that incredulous look on her face, like, did this nigga really just? And I was like, oop, my bad. And if you listen closely, I was stumbling because I was really worn with myself on whether or not I should say it. (laughs) (laughs) And then I was like, fuck it. (laughs) 
and you know it was it was a beautiful moment you know this nigga just chef chef kissed this moment hey i hate this nigga. <laughs> okay. Nigga Flay over here. Oh man. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Bear Coon Contessa. Oh, Cup Curtis. <laughs> 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 the flavor. <laughs> so, so, Candace, can we go with that for a show title? Or is it too early? <laughs> what well, I say? Wait a minute. Bear Coon, Coon Contessa. Nigga. Oh. <laughs> so, what? the last category. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> 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 oh, say, oh, like you disparaged <laughs> from continuing. Oh God. <laughs> okay, so what was y'all's favorite episode between ninety-seven and one eighteen? <laughs> uh okay. So hedge hedgehog cax. I got I got three, fuck it. Hedgehog <laughs> cax, Aussie Bum, and QB Teeth was like some of the <laughs> Funniest episodes and QB Teeth had so many gems, like so many. So yeah, I picked them three, and I'll never forget Aussie Bum. <laughs> never ever. That joke is funny because it has multiple layers. Because I was thinking, like, okay, he's from Australia, and there's an underwear line called Aussie Bum, and I was like, it just fits, you know. I like multi-layered <laughs> jokes, you know, when I can. My jokes is like an onion, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey. <laughs> I mean, you're, not, you're not lying. Peel, you gotta peel the layers. You gotta get, get down to the flavor. My, Multiple um, laughs. My my pick for favorite episode was Hedgehog Cacks. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's one of the episodes where we all just acted a whole ass. And I was very yeah. proud of us. Yeah, that episode was hilarious. Okay, so it's going to be a sweep for Hedgehog Cax then. <laughs> 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 that was, for me, it was tied with Freakum Blouse. But since we all mentioned Hedgehog Cax, that is the episode from the past six months. So Hedgehog Cax, uh, take a bow, sweetie. You've done amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that was the first episode ever Will. Um, the pregame was included in the in the show, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what. Me- I think I was trying to do something, and I just hit record, and I was like, "Well, fuck it." <laughs> I was like, "We'll get to it eventually," and I'll just edit the rest out. But then we started talking about uh, Simone. Yeah, that shit, damn. And it's not even in the the volume three, but I'm still never getting over Mimi Smollett. So uh, yeah. <laughs> you did that. Yeah, you did, friend. Yeah. I mean, there's some some quality gems from the last batch that still hold up to this day. Um oh we know. Hmm. I, I believe is that um you have no childs? 
Yep. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because that was the 4th of July. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> like, if I could put that whole dialogue on a shirt, like, just imagine me making a cricket format <laughs> to put that whole dialogue on a shirt. <laughs> mm. like, yeah, that was a good one. And we mm. hope that y'all did enjoy the volume three. I know I did. Like, it yeah. was it was three minutes, three hours and 36 minutes of concentrated trash. Yeah. Like no watered down, no oh, nothing. All varieties. Woo. So it looks like we are still on the same. Um, funniest moments go to me. Shadiest moments go to me. Dragons go to Candace. I think it was the same last time we did it. So let's see what we're going to do for this next batch. So uh, let's get into Tokyo Tony because she has found some dick. Because yeah. this shit was not about love. Yeah. Um, there wasn't much to cover from episode six. Um, just that Romy Rome, Cookie Monster, and Mr. Salsa were all eliminated. First of all, I did not realize until that episode that in Romy Rome's confession, he has like huge boogers in the corner of his eye. Ooh. Like that I'm nigga's about to start disgusting. acting like young London. Ooh, yucky. Yes. Yeah. They dug up a they dug dug up a fossil and put a hat on it and decided to put it in this competition air quote. Truly. Truly. Um, and then the other thing with that was when Mr. Salsa got eliminated, he was like, Well, if you don't want me, I'm gonna go fuck with cotton. It was just like, okay. And then in his confessional, he was talking and cotton comes and like kisses him on the cheek and they go off into the I don't know, the sunset, I guess. Hmm. Um I'm sure they were probably on their way to like a leather shop and you know all that good stuff. Yeah. Which you know what we um, interracial love, you know we we support it, especially when you know ain't no niggas involved. Um, <laughs> that was pretty much it. And Cookie Monster, ugh. yeah, ugh. you're not gonna ever convince me that that man don't smell like dumpster juice. I refuse to believe it. Like I. Mm-mm. He always, he looks like he smells like the backside of a mobile home. Like sauteed mothballs, like, ugh. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Mo- mothballs a la mode. Ugh, even worse. Yeah, he the looks like the skin is the same color as some ice cream, so. You mm-hmm. did that. I'll give you that. Okay. So, episode seven, which is the finale, which, shout out to y'all. Seven episodes. Y'all did what y'all needed to do. Other shows could take a po- could take a page, to be honest. Yes. Um, so we start off with um Papeye, we got the inmate nigga, and we got Big D. So collectively speaking, I would say they probably are the best out of the group, mm-hmm. which is not saying much because they all are trash in their own unique yeah. way. The best of the worst of the worst. So it's like... Eh. Which is still the worst, but... Correct. Here we are. So uh, she's going to do date nights. Shout out to this show for waiting to do dates until the last fucking episode. <laughs> right. Um, they hire a chef. Well, shout out to Chef D. Um, doing all this cooking and all that kind of stuff. Um, Ooh, look pretty nice, too. Yeah. You know, it's a, it's a nice rented mansion. Yeah. Um... What made me holler was Popeye when he looked at Tokyo Tony was like, "Wow, you know, I finally got some attraction to her." I'm like, seven episodes in, you just seven got attracted episodes to her. In. 
Like when he said lyrical who, I was like, sir. <laughs> right. I was like, you finally found Tokyo Tony attractive, which who? Because lyrical ain't here no more, which also ooh. Can you imagine if he had one and her looking back over that like nigga, what? <laughs> right. Sir. Uh 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 uh. So Popeye is the first to go on a date. Um, he comes out in his tan Obama suit. Yeah, yeah. He's he still, definitely looking like somebody that'll sell you a sell you a car with too many miles on it. Yeah, he looked like a, a spokesperson for the men's warehouse. It's cool, mm-hmm. you know. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, he starts off the date complimenting her, and I will say, I thought that Tokyo looked very pretty in this episode. In the beginning, towards the end, she started looking like herself. Fair. I get it, fam. But in the beginning, you know, it's like, you know, she, yeah. I don't want, I'm trying to be nice. Mm. 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 You be yourself, friend. <laughs> I'm trying to be nice for <laughs> Speak your truth. I ain't never nice to <laughs> For good reason, speak your truth, friend. <laughs> she looked very pretty to mm. go on her dates. Um, she nice, asked him, nice gowns. <laughs> I'm not falling for the okie doke, thank you very much. <laughs> well, y'all know I don't act, I don't watch, and I've seen her on <laughs> Instagram, so I'm just trying to imagine. She looked pretty for her, okay? Let me yeah. let me qualify. It's a scale, yes, okay. It's a scale a, like her skin on a scale of. Mm, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> never mind, because I don't have anything respectful to say in that manner. So she looked very pretty for her. Mm. Um, and I can see kind of why those particular men with the backgrounds and the looks that they have would be attracted to her. Mm-hmm. I think that was. Yes, I, I did what needed to be done there. Um, she asked him about his exes, which, OK. She asked if he was religious and if he says grace and he was like, no, nah, I just, you know, I like to get right in. And she was like, she said a little, uh, some kind of prayer where she was like, Lord, thank you for this fat pussy that I'm about to lick until she busts a fat nut down my throat. And I was like, sis, what? Imagine Excuse a demon. Me? Imagine yes. A, yeah. That, yeah. Imagine yes. a demon saying that you need to be in, into the Lord and say grace. Like oh, imagine. imagine that being your grace. <laughs> she was like, "That's the grace you need to say." And I'm yeah. like, "Sis," because everything with Tokyo Tony revolves around trying to get some dick. Because I mean, first and foremost, you know what? <laughs> yeah, I respect the hustle. She getting paid to actively look for bottom feeder dick. Yeah, while looking like a bottom feeder, but you know how. Hey. Mm. She well, look like a crawfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Bitch look like Gyarados. She got bad posture and her face always frowned the fuck up. Mm. Mm. So mm. that made me laugh that they didn't even eat. But uh, oh. then she was like talking. They were talking. I don't know how they got on the subject of tossing salad. But when she was in her confession to be like, she was like, I don't mind tossing a little salad. I was like, girl, what? I was like, that's why your mouth's so black. You ought to hear. 
eating cis hit male ass girls. No wonder you got hazard tape wrapped around your goddamn tongue, girl. Ooh. Mm. Out here giving actively giving niggas the Vivica Fox treatment. My word. Mm. Mm. If you don't got nothing nice to say, I'm finna shut the fuck up. Yep. Because, bitch, <laughs> you got boo-boo around the rim of your mouth. <laughs> All to the gums. Wow, little goddamn And, and the, the fact that you probably be sticking your tongue through that gap, like you deserve snake. the work. You, mm. <laughs> like how Kenya was doing on Housewives. <laughs> you are disgusting. Let me tell you something. No, I never seen anybody on the on the show, right? But from the what my friends described all season long, the motherfuckers was ugly. Yeah, for the most and part, weird looking and weird acting. Yeah. What? They're the type of niggas that Tokyo Tony would date, or let me not say date. Fuck. So, yeah. It was, when it comes to the actual niggas, meaning uh, those of melanin, I would probably compare it to that night when you, me, and Taylor and my other friend went to uh, that one lounge. The quality. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would say the niggas on the show probably pretty much uh, are the equivalent of the niggas you would (laughs) have found in there. (laughs) <laughs> you know, just to you know, if we if we're gonna do it on a, on a scale, <laughs> um, so Big D's date, he puts his coat on her because he's talking about his chilling, you know, trying to be a gentleman. She asks about his son that got eliminated, which I, I was like, you committed to making this weird, and I don't commend you. I, I wish you know first. how to do. Right. Then they had some weird exchange, like let me see your tongue, and it was. Ugh. I, Girl, don't nobody like want to see a goddamn dragon's mouth open. She uh, went living single on him and asked if he and his son had ever dated the same woman. And I was like, all right. Um, I'm trying to figure out why you're talking about the son that you eliminated like the second episode. But, okay. Then, she don't know how to do nothing but be weird. Like, these, none of this was about actually getting to know these niggas. This was just some weird shit of, that she was okay. Which which button can I press of these niggas? So it I really, can... to me, it, it felt more like which one do I feel a vibe with? Mm. And because I was just about to ask you, did you kind of pick up on her? She was pretty much vibing at at Big D. Yeah, like amongst the three, you know, everything was felt real clinical with uh, Papa for reasons that we all know and you know for whatever reason they let the charade go throughout the whole season papa should have been eliminated i grant of of what would have been in his stead i mean i'm kind of glad we got what we got i'm just saying to be fair yeah he should have been go ahead of the three big d felt the most organic um and because he caribbean so you know he yeah. like all that freaky shit he like all that talisman sex right. so <laughs> did you say talisman sex? <laughs> that was so disrespectful <laughs> my bad curtis never changed but uh 
But yeah, Big D felt the most organic. Popeye yeah. was kind of clinical, and the uh, the jail nigga just felt weird because he a hotel. Yo, yo, I, <laughs> yo! I was like, can we put a koofy on this motherfucker? <laughs> Listen, all he needed was the little red eye red animation. Eye. Yeah, <laughs> and that motherfucker started talking. Well, you'll get there. You'll get there. You'll get there. So yeah, so uh, with Big D. He also, he brought her a gift, which I think went a long way. He was like, you know, there's something in there for you, for your feet. There's something in there for your grandbabies and something, something, something. And I was like, you know what? That's a really nice gesture. And I was like, I can tell Big D is the kind of man. He he is a ladies' man. Like He, he definitely knows how to woo a woman. Yeah. Or in this case, a demon. But, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, he, he don't perform the ex- exorcism before. It's fine. Clearly. Clearly. Um... But when she walked away, you know what I realized? What that? That she has the big mama your arm arms. She do. Did you catch that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had not seen that until this episode. Yeah, yeah I seen it when um shit, what was that damn episode? That episode when they went to um uh, when they when she had them niggas dancing for her and Lyrica. Oh and she had the, on that, that long that sh- that kind of like tank like shirt kind of thing mm-hmm. and i saw them arms. i was like "Ooh, your arms look like some bacon pans Ooh, mm. does now i'm like can she cook because you know those arms are like a badge of honor yeah I, I don't think she can cook i probably don't think she could cook mm. so you I she mean, got them arms for no i no will say reason. she picked she for her to be like a recovering crackhead she looks good yeah as one can look yeah, for her. Worse. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Yeah. So, inmate nigga, his name is Corey. I don't know the numbers. <clears throat> his date, like we already said, he I I didn't even really pay attention because he was just talking a whole bunch of bullshit. Like yeah. you know how when somebody talking to you about a whole bunch of shit that you could not care less about if you were paid, mm-hmm. and you just be letting them talk, and they just talk, talk, talk. They talk themselves through four different um conversations that's how tony that's was him going. he was just duh, 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 and she was just like uh uh-huh uh-huh um that nigga can talk About she asked him the last time he'd been in some pussy <laughs> and he was just like you know long I've, been, time. I've been away a long time i was like mm-hmm, that's because you was giving up the pussy <laughs> <laughs> Bussy bass. <laughs> mm. Um ooh, bussy behind the bars. Damn. <laughs> hey, <that'd> be... <laughs> His mm. number is the number of times he gave up the bussy. Mm. Mm-hmm. Over 15 years, I can see. It. <laughs> it's a lot of long, lonely nights. <laughs> Early oh. mornings. <laughs> Come on, Mar- Marsha Am Niggy. Mm. <laughs> Marsha and <Ann> Bussy. <laughs> far away in me. Mm. Never too far. Mm. Um, you know, they start talking about his parole restrictions, about traveling. He was like, I probably can't leave the country. And she was like, Me neither. And I was like, that's not surprising that a yeah. child would be a felon also. Right. Um she really seems to be hung up on his whole stance on Trump, which understandably slow so. Um, yeah. and then she pulls out a long stem rose that he gave her at some point talking about where does your dick fall on the scale? And he was like, Oh, you're going to need a, a palm tree. And 
the way she laughed, you know what it reminded me of? You know that uh, that iconic scene from Pretty Woman when Richard Gere closed that uh, jewelry box on uh, Julia, what's her name? And she had that open mouth cackle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when she when he tried to compare his dick to a palm tree, like she just had the laugh of a lifetime. Because I was like, damn, bro, she don't she don't respect you and your dick. Yeah. I mean, to be she fair, ain't putting no respect on your dick. Would you respect the dick of that sex or shit like that? I mean, he been in jail a long time, so maybe he not like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, palms can be palms are different sizes. You know, you just different species. You know, you, which one? Be more specific. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't think that. he know how to spell the word specific. No, he know how to spell specific. Ti Junior knows how to spell. <laughs> <laughs> All right, give him his roses. <laughs> give him his bean pies. <laughs> <laughs> give him his goofy. He know how to spell. Don't don't disrespect the man like that. Now, does he know the meaning and accurate usage of the words? No. <laughs> but he will accurately spell, okay? Spelling be bay, okay? Yeah, all right. Indeed. A key land of niggas. Mm. So, after that, and, and so... Um, when she was with Papa, they served the like the appetizer. When they were with Big D, they served the entree. Which nigga, them steaks? I was like, my fat ass one on one. I was like, y'all doing all this talking and that delicious meat is just sitting out there getting cold. Like, God, wasting food. Big old steaks. You hate to see it. Mm. Um, and then when she was with the inmate nigga, they brought dessert. So then she's like, okay, we're going to all sit together. It's a triple date. And these niggas are so catty. They couldn't even get their literal asses in the seats before they started bickering. Mm. Popeye and eyeing each other. Big D specifically. Popeye and Big D started going at it. They, next thing you know, they calling each other bitches. They standing up. They getting ready to take their jackets off. You know what I'm saying? They, try, they about to have a, a zoot suit riot. Like it was just a lot going on. Zoot suit <laughs> riot. Points were made. They were. Cause cause Papa was definitely about to fight the wrinkles out that goddamn suit. Yeah, he was. He was. Like he felt mad like disrespected. Which I mean I can't blame him. Like you calling me a bitch, my dude. Like, you know. Yeah. That me. that you know, that's that's fighting. Them them's fighting words. Yeah. Meanwhile, the, the inmate nigga just sitting over there like, y'all call me get on you niggas up here fighting about to beat each other's ass. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was involved in it, but there was a special animosity between Papa and Big D. He yeah. he graciously, uh, the inmate nigga graciously bowed out and was like, okay, this ain't even about me. Y'all niggas got a whole different kind of beef. Yeah. And they were so shady. They was dragging each other. What had me hollering is Tokyo was laughing while they were dragging each other. Yes. Um, yes. Like these niggas this got, type of shit. Well, it's not only that, because she made the point. She's like, these niggas got one glass of champagne in them and they go to this? Yeah. Damn. That shit had me hollering. Yeah. Um, and Big D called Papa a piece of bitch. And listen, we want our motherfucking um, wine <laughs> and roses, okay? Because I know you heard that here first. <laughs> right. Piece of bitch. Fuck out of here. 
you piece of nigga. <laughs> give me, give, 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 give us our credit, goddamn. Give Curtis his credit, motherfucker. But yeah, Big D really spent the whole little meetup going at Popeye mm-hmm. to the point where even Tokyo was like, "Nigga, shut the fuck up." Yeah, enough. Let the shit go. Cause I saw the um the um the episode like description and stuff before I, before I watched it. And I just was thinking, I'm like, Hmm, how do these three niggas, I wonder which one is going to be the one to kill the mood as they described in the episode. And my initial guess was, uh, was the inmate nigga. Oh, how I was mistaken. Honestly, I would give it to all three of them. Cause they fucked the vibe up before they even really got to the table. Good. Yeah, that's true. You know, because they were going at each other while they were standing up waiting and shit. So listen, they were three stooges in the shit. Yeah, when they was in the hallway, that because in the hallway they what Big D had started uh dragging Popeye's suit, and then they got on the inmate nigga. Then they got on uh Big D. It was just a a lot of sass and a lot of testosterone. It felt like it was supposed to be like some scripted, like y'all kind of go at it, but then it started to get serious. Yes, and then it got serious. Yes. You know, like, I, I definitely felt like they was going off script. That's why Tokyo was so tickled, because she was like, these niggas is really mad. Yeah. And, awesome. big, and big and big nigga ain't done no more to be security, so. I'm so happy that you brought up big nigga, because I need to bring up something that I just realized in this last episode. Because they ran back his elimination. And remember, if you will recall, friends, he got eliminated because he could not lift Tokyo Tony. Like, he put her in a little bear hug and lifted her like a foot off the ground. Mm-hmm. However, if you'll dial it back to the <laughs> what I just mentioned in the awards not too long ago, the, the Big Nigga Big Bussy episode, <laughs> I'm like, so you picked that white man up and flung okay, him over so your shoulder. You just said that... Super fucking casual. You don't. Nigga <laughs> 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 said so. Yeah, on the big, <laughs> big nigga, big bussy. What? <laughs> I mean, it's a matter of fact. That's the name of the episode. <laughs> what should I have done? <laughs> I'm just saying. I wanted to point out that you flung a grown white man <laughs> over your shoulder, but like when that one <laughs> asked you to pick her up. You, she could have jumped higher. It's very curious to me, big nigga. You earned that elimination. Mm-hmm. I feel like my my analysis was spot on. I, was, I mean, he draped you the got white six man. kids and you swallowing them too. <laughs> you know what? That was rude. <laughs> <laughs> that was rude. <laughs> Curse. Oh well, fuck it. It's twenty twenty. Yeah. It's the year of rude. Um, so then we get to the elimination. And so she's like five words on why you should stay from each of them. Big D said, we work perfect together. That's four words. Um, <laughs> inmate nigga said, I'm the perfect fit, which is also four words. Um, and then Papa says, we'll make each other better. She's like, get the fuck out of here with that lame ass shit. And I was like, well, I mean, you're not wrong. That bitch don't take no prisoners. At all. <laughs> I mean, it was lame. Like, I I couldn't fault her for it. Like, he very square, and they just... And, yeah. That was definitely some hall- shit he read off a Hallmark card. So. You know, that was very, you know, like Carlton Banks. 
Yeah. So it was just like, eh, I, I can't be mad at that. So then she makes them do 10 push-ups again. Then she makes them dance, which, yikes. These niggas doing the cabbage patch and shit. Like, damn. The most not rhythm having motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. Ever. Um, so then, you know, we got three. She's going to eliminate two. So Popeye is the first to be eliminated. Um, and he seemed, like, pissed about it. Like, he took that personal. He damn sure did. Like he was, he was not feeling it at all, and I was like, "Sir, you just started liking her like thirty minutes ago. What you mean?" Right, like you like her asterisk. Yeah, you you, you happy with the consolation prize, my dude? Like, what's yeah. going on? I, I mean, in his eyes, which is the consolation prize, friend? Because his bitch ain't done no more. <laughs> so yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you taking what you can get. Your Pokemon broke out the Pokeball and flew away, and now you know you settling on the seconds. I mean, yeah, yeah. I don't understand why you're so mad. You know, yeah. like. You, you're you're PG- not even really committed, you know. You right. just got here, you know. The other niggas they pulled up a while ago. I'm just saying. Yeah, you just got to you just got to the club. And you mad that you can't get in? Yeah. Real big mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your <laughs> Um. <laughs> <laughs> so your lavender. Inmate nigga, he gets eliminated. And she she was like, I'm gonna tell you why. Like she didn't really explain why to Papa. I was just like, eh, you ain't you ain't it. You're not that deal. That suit um, too goddamn tan. But with inmate nigga, she was like, you know, I wanna explain. She basically said what I said probably the first episode we started watching this is that nigga, you just got out of jail five months ago. Like, concentrate on getting your goddamn life together. Like, do you have a steady home and a job? Because all of this hotel ass shit, you thanking Donald Trump for getting you out of jail. I ain't heard you mention not nan money making opportunity. No job, no home, no job, no career, no path to get your life back together. Not a life coach, not a goddamn thing. But you here? No reparations, no nothing, Jesus. Hmm. No, no mule, no forty acres, nothing. But Trump, your boy. You yeah. have no plan. I mean, you you look like the mule, but I mean that's the <laughs> <point>. <laughs> you really do. You, you, really know, do. you definitely look like a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> Act like one too, my nigga. Like um, for real. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's like you know, she's like you you need to get your life together, my dude. Like if 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 this was like a year in the future, this might be a different outcome. But I just really feel like you need to put all of your resources into getting your 47 year old life together because wait wait wait, wait. that nigga was that nigga's 47 yeah that's what he what said the fuck? yikes mm-hmm. went to jail for 15 years i did the maths so he went to jail when he was about 31 32 yikes and he said that was the jail mad late in life dumbass well, he said he had been in and out of jail before that, too. And that was just the longest stint that he was in jail. Mm. Yikes. So. Because I never caught the nigga's age because I ain't paying attention. Yeah. Um, I think it was the episode when uh, they sat down with Black China. She asked them all their ages. Oof. And so that was how I knew. Like, I remember Oof. he was 47 and Big D was 51. And I think mm. Papa was like 44. That's the oldest raccoon I've ever seen in my damn life. <laughs> no, the oldest raccoon was uh Romy Rome. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I, mm, the fossil level raccoon. The decrepit, goddamn. Mm. Jesus. Night of the living dummy indeed. Um <laughs> accurate. 
So uh, Big D is obviously the winner by process of elimination. She makes the other two give him a round of applause, and Papa was <laughs> that like, shit was jaw clinchingly <laughs> upset. <laughs> that motherfucker getting that half ass, half ass. Um, what's I lost, bitch? You couldn't have made me. Shit. <laughs> well, I mean, it's not even not only that, but he's still mad at the nigga about the argument that they had yeah. at the table. Like he hot that the man yeah. called him a bitch, which I mean, again, I'm saying so. Because um, yeah. he was in his confessional, he was like, "If you think I'm finna," because sh- she made um, she made them him uh, leave and shake his hand and shake his hand, and Papa uh, refused to shake his hand. Yeah, and his confessional, he was like, "If you think I'm finna shake the hand of a man that just called me a bitch, you out your goddamn mind." I was like, "I was like, I ain't slapped the shit out of his ass," and I was like, "Okay." Well, I mean, I I can't fault you for how you feel, cause at yeah, all. I mean, especially yeah. because the his uh Big D's explanation of why he is using bitch in that manner didn't make no fucking sense. As as so it's like he's calling me a bitch to be calling me a no, nah, my dude. Yeah, talking like, about that's bitch like behavior, and it's like nigga, mm-hmm. you ain't do nothing but describe the same shit that you do. I was and didn't the jail nigga say that in his confession? He probably did. You know, whole tips know how to spot out other people's uh, <laughs> faults, mm, but they own. That's their superpower, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so he gets the last blunt chain, and because he's she's she gave the reasons why she picked him. She was like, because he's Caribbean and she want to go to the Caribbean. Which and I'm like, I thought you said you couldn't leave the country. Like, sis, the Caribbean. (laughs) (laughs) I hate to be the one to break it. She's stupid. (laughs) But sis, if you can't leave the United States of America, you're not making it to the Caribbean. (laughs) It's not happening, sweetie. (laughs) Well, we know she's not thinking. She just wants some Caribbean deep. Niggas don't know geography at all. But she says so because he's Caribbean, because he brought gifts and thought of her grandchildren, and because Black China seemed to like him the most in those uh, interviews that she did, which I I did agree with. She seemed to you know because she was she felt like he was a good match for her. Her mom, he got kid grown children like uh, Tokyo Tony does and all that kind of stuff. So, but then you know in the in the last little confessional before the show goes out and they show the Jocelyn trailer for the second time she says i she's like i just i picked big d cuz he got a big dick and i was like okay I'm like you know now we get to the to the to the root <laughs> we get to the length and the girth of it like that was <laughs> the whole purpose of the show was that you was looking for a big dick and like Candace said, you let the businesswoman jump out and you got paid to look for some big dick. Yeah. And you found some big dick that was that's attached to a not so bad looking man for a man in a, a dark skinned black man in his 50s. Yeah. You, know, I mean, you, you did not too not bad. Yeah, because I, I too would do it. Because a, a, a lot of women be fucking for free. So mm-hmm. and listen. they be scouting dick for free and, and let niggas treat them any kind of way for free. So she turned it into a business opportunity. I'm with you. I'm with you. Listen, cause Stella spent big money to go get her a gay nigga. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? You you got to get you're doing it right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> 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 
slow burn joke. Yo, I got an arsenal, my nigga. Like, fuck with me, okay? That's all, Curtis. Mm. Well, that's all for uh, Tokyo Tony. It was a cute seven episodes. Like I said before, they did what they needed to do. Um, we got a break this week, and then Jocelyn's Cabaret will start on the 19th. So we got about two weeks, and we'll start covering that because I'm sure based on that three-minute trailer, that that's going to be some shit. Yes. Because whatever they script, Jocelyn is going to take it to another level, just being who the fuck she is. Right, she going to do that in like that's just how she and is. And that shit going to quickly get out of control, and that's going to be the shit. I'm, I'm telling y'all, I anticipate, and I could, hopefully I don't have to eat my words, but I anticipate Jocelyn's cabaret giving us what Beyond the Pole failed to. Uh, it definitely seems like it from that yeah. trailer, and I'm gonna keep an eye on her on <coughs> Love and Hip Hop Miami. Yeah, and she and gonna be on uh, uh marriage celebrity boot marriage boot camp. First I'm of all, like, I didn't even know she had a, a partner. Yeah, he though. pops up on on uh, Jocelyn's cabaret. I saw okay. the preview. Yeah, um, I like. I think it's her, know, like he's I'm, like her manager too. Yeah, oh, because he talking about you need to this keep bitch focusing cannot on your. Stop mixing business with pleasure. What is wrong <laughs> with you, retired stripping ass bitches? Why do the nigga you fucking gotta be the nigga managing your career? You didn't learn from Stevie J, bitch. Like with what? <laughs> bitch, I ain't gonna say you super famous, but you got enough where you don't have to have a nigga who skin you sucking off the bone. Managing your career that did not work out for you last time. At all. God, my God. God it won't work damn. out this time because you have no talent. My God. I mean, I, I'm going to say my dragons. At dragon stripper bitches. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, she, no she, has, she, she has something that's valuable for this era of TV and reality TV. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to save that for when, when, uh, when her show premieres on Zeus, um, yep. because I I have some choice words for her, but let's just wait to see what type, how big a bozo she gonna be with this show <laughs> before we <laughs> before we really let it all out the bag because yes. we've already dragged her in the group chat, yes. and so, um, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm gearing up and hydrating to drag her up and down for the next several weeks. So. Come on, hydrating. Yeah, yeah. So I don't I'm looking forward to that. Dragon. Yeah, yeah. Gotta stay up. Gotta stay moist. Um, so let's take a break, <laughs> and then we'll be back for the rest of the episode. Hey, this is Bree of Mama Meets World. Every two weeks, my show is live. It's a safe and special place for Black mothers and the people who love us. So for more about the Black motherhood experience, make sure you subscribe to my show. I'm sure you'll love it. All right, y'all, we're back from break. Let's fly to Atlanta and discuss some mobozo bitches. So Real Housewives of Atlanta, season 12, episode 10, Living on the Edge. Um, so from the past episodes that we didn't cover, there wasn't a lot to talk about. They've been dragging this snake gate with the whoever recorded Cynthia for 84 years. I'm ready for them to wrap this shit up and get on to the next storyline. Like, yeah. I did not think they were going to be having this going for half the fucking season. For no reason. Like, Cynthia no. already said she don't give a fuck 
if somebody recorded her. So what is y'all holding on to? Yeah. All right. And the other thing oh, it worse... was Yovana's stupid ass. Like right. it was either Yovana or Marlo. Yeah. And I well, I take that back. I do feel like it's Marlo, especially seeing the previews moving forward mm-hmm. and how she like is constantly reacting to Cynthia and stuff. I, I feel like that might have been. I think Marlo also too. um the way she constantly trying to get Nene and Cynthia to make up and be friends, like as if when they find out it was her that did the recording, it'll soften the blow because they've already made up. That's yeah. kind of where I'm starting to lean because it's just something in the milk ain't clean for sure. Yeah, you know, definitely. And then it's Marlo. She, you know, Marlo will do some shit like that. She a I mean, low down dirty bitch. So yeah, yeah. she um, been a snake bitch all her goddamn life. So why change now? Mm-hmm. But it's either out of Big those, Anna or Marlo. It's either out of those two. Yeah, and the other, the only other thing uh, worth mentioning from the past episodes was um, the little party when mike proposed to cynthia but uh candy kenya candy and kenya were talking to cynthia and kenya was like yeah i think he's gonna propose to you tonight let me tell you how that bitch would have walked out with that lace front first of all kenya i don't know if you bald-headed or not but i know for a lot of years you lied about your hair being your hair when it wasn't Mm. well with all these hd cameras we could see the lace Mm. You would have walked out that motherfucker in your wig cap, bitch. <laughs> I've never seen a bitch be that miserable and disgusting in my life and try to act like it was done from a place of love and the intention. Well, let's let me say this. Intention doesn't erase impact. Mm. Mm. You had no business doing that bitch with your miserable married ass. Mm-hmm. I think he might propose. Can you imagine how defeated? Cynthia would have been if he didn't propose. Right. After you put a bug in her ear that you had no... First of all, bitch, don't ruin my proposal. This is my motherfucking proposal. Yep. Acting bitch, like you didn't get... know that Candy told you that and you shouldn't repeat it. Talking about, well, you didn't say not to say it. Girl, what? That's common sense, bitch. Yeah, but you wouldn't know about that because you an old buy a husband ass bitch. So you don't know what an authentic proposal look like because Mark signed his life away to get out of debt. So he married your stupid funky ass and gave you that baby. So Mm -hmm. no, you don't know what a a real and authentic proposal looks like. You don't know that you, you know, you shouldn't have said that shit, but you jealous. You just jealous. Like Mm -hmm. I could feel the, the green radiating off of you whenever you see the ladies with they men. So, bitch, please. Candy was right to get in your shit for that. Yep. Absolutely. And I'm glad she did. I'm glad that she didn't uh, take the coward's route and just smile through it. Mm-hmm. She was like, bitch, I know you fucking lying. Because you tried it, Candy. You tried it. <laughs> what is this voice? Well, I'm saying, like, <laughs> it's really good, my dude. Like, you all right? <laughs> Damn, sound like like you season of sickness. Like, damn, you good, Jeremy? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Listen, love me through the friends. <laughs> no, nigga going, no, I had nigga to going stop through. Like, is everything okay? <laughs> I'm saying, 
Listen, All I hear is you tried it. You tried it. <laughs> Very Michael Jackson ish. Listen, friends, like, don't give up on me. <laughs> I'm like, damn, you can you can hear the nigga going through puberty live on air. Like shit. <laughs> don't forsake me. Yo, that nigga. was funny too. I forgot about that. Who was our dragon when I said that? <sighs> damn. I be no no. Ain't no telling. Anyway. So uh getting up to this episode. Um, they're in Canada, you know, getting ready for carnival, you know, Tanya's doing the whole, I, this is my shit. This is my city. Okay, girl, sit down. Um, right. Don't nobody Nini, know you, bitch. At all. Nini shows up, you know, when all the ladies are talking and everything, um, Cynthia and Kenya hash out the proposal snafu with, you know, it was like, hey. Cynthia was basically like, stay in your lane. Like, to which... Kenya didn't fully accept accountability at all. No, I did blah blah blah. No, you did that. Yeah. Motherfuckers think they slick shirking self accountability for shit they do. Well, if I hurt you, if I offended you, no, you did. You she did, and I just you told did. you that you did. So yeah. there's no if ands or buts about it at Goofy all, bitch. Miserable typical, ass. Typical Kenya shit. Starting shit or being in shit, but never taking accountability. Mm-hmm. I do appreciate um Nini's energy so far. I know it's gonna get off track, <laughs> but right. like that, I do appreciate how she won. <laughs> listen, listen, I, I do appreciate how she came in, sat down, didn't try to insert herself, allowed the girls to hash it out. Mm-hmm. It's not like forcing her way into stuff and so on and so forth. Um and this is the thing I don't really get with Nini. You feel like Cynthia has not always been a good friend to you, to which I don't even think you really believe that. Now, this last bout of bullshit where Cynthia was in her snake bag, I get it, but this whole acting like she was never a friend to you, this the same Nini that was there when your sister and your uh, mama was trying to rip up, hide your marriage license so you wouldn't marry Peter. Now, granted, you had no business marrying Peter, but you a grown woman and nobody has a right to sabotage you. And Nene was right there like, listen, if this is what you want to do, that's your right. Don't let anybody talk you out of it, even though you are like 50 fucking years old and shouldn't need those type of pep talks. But whatever, we all fall short of the glory. But it, it's just kind of weird. Like, if you want the friendship back with Cynthia, get it back. Like, you talking yeah. about you hate, you missed her engagement and the proposal. Get your friend back if that's what you want. Like, just get her the fuck back. Y'all, y'all bitches is old. And y'all stupid. too old for this. Either y'all not going to be friends or you're going to make up like y'all always going to be friends again for the next season. But a half second half of this season, mm. shit, whatever. Just but I'm t- I'm, enough is enough. Whoever enough did your nose job, I will fight him. I mm. will. Mm. How your nose look worse now than before you had uh, rhinoplasty? Mm. Bitch, you look like a cockatoo. Fuck you, mm. Nene. I, I hate that yeah. nose job. Like, I hate it. Well, clearly she hate herself because she don't want to get it together, so. She don't want to get them wigs together. Lanethia Fruit Loops uh, leaks. Mm -hmm. Oh. Lanethia Toucan Sam. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Toucan leaks. Toucan (laughs) 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 bitch. So, 
Yavana, Nini, Candy, and Marlo, they all go up to Nini's room. I think it was Nini's room. Yeah, it looked um, like it. Or and, Candy's room. Yeah. And they start talking about the same shit. Kenya ruining Marlo's event and Cynthia's recording scandal. And, you know, the same shit they always talk about when they all get together. I do appreciate Candy trying to do the work and get down to the nitty gritty of who the hell did the recording. Like you can tell she kind of like, okay, this shit, like, can we wrap this up? Like, yeah. What needs to occur? Like, let's, let's, let's get this done already. Um, And then Tanya shows up and Candy brings up the letter that Nene sent to Cynthia, congratulating her on her engagement, being on B Scott's website verbatim. And Nene implied that it wasn't her, but that it was Kenya. And she was like, and didn't Cynthia say that she lost the card and then found it? And I was like, I was like, what in the writer's room? Hell? You're right. But yeah. The weird part is like, why is this important? <laughs> like, First even part. even if, you know, however B. Scott got her hands on um, the the congratulatory note, it was a positive moment. It's not a big deal. No, who gives a fuck? I, I think that's what's kind of running me hot with Atlanta this season. Is like they are fixating on a lot of little shit. Like again, like Curtis said, this recorded call shit, and you know, a congratulatory letter making it on the blogs. Who gives? Like they stretching it. Can we? Yeah, can we? Which wrap is it up? weird considering all of the big shit that's going on, like the shit Portia going through with Dennis. Yeah, you know they saying? keep glossing over it. The shit, the 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 rockiness that we saw in Candy and Todd's um, marriage, you yeah. know. And I didn't mention it. I forgot. I just remembered uh, in the episodes we didn't cover was when she was, you know, pretty much like, you need to chill out on trying to always do a new business every time you have an idea and complete the ones that you already started. Like now, he want to have he want to have an old lady uh gang brunch spot and they've already started on that and then but like he, what's the point between that and the regular old lady gang i mean the hypertension is gonna be the same right. i guess it's supposed to be an exclusive brunch menu which i mean i'm not gonna i'm you know i'm not Niggas gonna hate the player yeah, yeah i'm gonna say i'm not gonna hate brunch. the player i'm gonna hate the game especially like, in atlanta so uh, the game is the game but neither. yeah so that actually to me that's a good look a breakfast slash brunch spot exclusively you know, add add a few more recipes that you didn't you won't wouldn't have at old lady gang. Like to me, that's that's a that's a good idea. Um, but then he also <laughs> he bought another spot six months ago that's just been sitting there that he wants to turn into old lady lady gang. He wants to have a, a like a Mexican version of old lady gang, and I'm like, okay, see, this is where you lost me, nigga, because that don't make no sense to me. <laughs> what the fuck, Todd? That y'all don't have no abuelas in y'all's family, so okay. Why, why are we doing this? Ain't no little like because no if it if if it was white people doing this with like some Jamaican food, we would have an issue with that. You know what I'm saying? So right. I don't. I, I'm not feeling good about you and your nigger ass trying to do a Mexican restaurant like this. Don't make no Todd, sense to me. Todd, what in the appropriation here? You ain't got no little Tijuana's in your goddamn family. Nigga, what, the fuck? what what Mexican slash Tex-Mex food does my, my Joyce know how to make? Okay. Yeah, all she know how to make is hypertension and barely that. Dangerous. <laughs> um, what else happened? 
I can't remember nothing else from the past episodes. But anyway, um, I agree with Candace, though. I don't understand why this is important when you have so many other things. So <clears throat> the next day, they are um, trying on their outfits. And I will say, Candy looked the fuck good in her outfit. Like, all that shit she was talking about being fat or with girl, please. She did. She definitely he was showing good. the fuck out. Like, the rest of them ladies was... Mm. Mm. But Candy looked scrumptious. She did. Shout out to you. So Nene reveals that she's leaving the next morning. And uh, so I don't know if it was Nene. I'm not If it was Candy or Eva that was like, he, in typical Nene fashion, show up late and leave early. And I was like, well, I mean, most of y'all bitches hate her. So why would she stay? Like, <laughs> right. You know, she can get ha- she can get hated in Atlanta for free. Right. <laughs> you know, I'm like, you know, just saying. Um. But she says she's hosting a comedy show in Dallas, so that's why she has to go. She asks Eva to talk. Um, she apologizes and, you know, says she wants to be better and, um, you know, let's move forward. They hug it out. And Marlo was in the back rolling her eyes and shit. And I was like, I think it's very interesting that you got a problem with Nene mending her relationship with Eva, but you've been trying to shove Cynthia and Nene down each other's throats since episode one of this season. Mm-hmm. So Marlo like, so being Marlo. You get to pick and choose who Nene is friends with. Like help me. And understand. not only that, when it's convenient for you, you want to be around Eva your damn self. Exactly. Inviting her to your inv- events, want to pop up at lunches where she's at and blah blah blah. Like, give it. Marlo is really an old stupid bitch, man. Yes. Terrible, terrible, terrible wigs. Terrible wigs. Terrible wigs, terrible taste, terrible money. Mm-hmm. Terrible scams. You know, she, she, you know, now that I think about it, Marlo kind of looked like Gary Coleman in the face. Yes, she do. She's not that pretty. Uh, the bitch ugly. Not that. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't never seen a bitch without makeup. I should Google her mug shots. Yep. Yeah, probably a lot of Tokyo Tony. Mm, Tokyo but- Tony. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Marlo Tony, bitch. Fuck you, Marlo. I do not like her. I'm sorry. Yeah. So you know, Eva and Nini have made up. They go to the CN Tower. Talking about they gonna hang off the side of the building on some daredevil shit. Of course, Candy, the first in line to try to do it. She always was some thrill seeking shit, just like Beyonce. Like, what's with y'all? Like, y'all are some some very thrill seeking ass women. But go off. Um, Nene and Eva, they talk some more because they don't, you know, Eva, obviously she can't do it because she's pregnant and Nene is just, you know, scary, which I mean, fair, like that was pretty high up. Um, but Nene starts kind of talking crazy about her conversation with Portia. Like, you know, I wasn't fat shaming because she was fat before she got pregnant and Portia releasing those text messages is she basically kind of equated it with being the same as revenge revenge porn. porn. And I'm like, even 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 was like get off the gas girl like enough is enough like calm down like, like you're doing a whole fucking lot like if you don't want to make up with Portia, then that's fine but you don't you don't have to put continue put continue to put all this sauce on it like it don't yeah because yeah because in my this. opinion Portia has the only legitimate beef with nini like the shit with kenya kenya started that and so her constantly being mad at Nene is weird to me because you you jumped the you know you jumped off the ledge with that. Uh, the Eva shit, girl. Eva is a coward. Yes, 
She's a super coward. Because when Portia pressed her, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. And um, Cynthia, that's a wash. They didn't both dragged each other enough at this point. Yeah, like yeah. It's, it's done. And so, yeah, you, one, you shouldn't be fat shaming nobody looking the way that you fucking look. Like you built like a Megazord, Nene. Uh, yeah, you and Portia the same size. Hers just looks much better. Yes. You ain't you ain't no smaller than Portia. <laughs> and if you include how much that fucking schnoz on your face weighs, <laughs> 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 you definitely is the big body beings out the situation. Listen, you walking around with that Jewish deli ass nose. Listen. Yes. <laughs> Like your nose Sports definitely. Ass nose. You definitely lifting forty five pounds on that with your, that nose on your face, Nene. So you tried it. Girl, give I, it a rest. You know Port- what her nose remind me of? Remember that cartoon, The Critic? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yeah. I agree. Portia the only Seinfeld one that legit. ass nose. <laughs> yeah. Portia the only one that and got so legit. So I walked in the house Nene. one day. Like, mm-hmm. Shut up. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you said Greg. <laughs> like get like uh, Portia yeah. wasn't fat before she got pregnant. Portia wasn't fat while she was pregnant, and Portia has bounced back pretty nicely since having little poor judgment. Okay, so little poor judgment. That's a We y'all know we could have a whole episode on. Her laying up with that ugly ass nigga and having a baby. Like she definitely should have just got his money and ran. Yeah. Shouldn't have been no babies involved. She should have took a page out of Lori Harvey's book. Mm-hmm. And Mariah Carey's. Mm-hmm. Thank Get the you. bag and go. Yep. Get the bag to go. <laughs> and when Mariah and get a hot dog had too. them listen at Curtis. <laughs> Buns Fair. on the go. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So she says, you know, her and Kenya aren't friends, so there's really no conversation that needs to be had, and that things between she and Cynthia are personal. So that's more delicate. It's like, okay. Um, Dennis and Tanya's man Paul crash the trip. They show up. And Tanya wall sliding and shit like she just won motherfucking publishers clearing house. And it's like, girl, she was putting a Have lot anybody on. Anybody ever won that shit for real? No, no. That's what I thought. <laughs> Her man That's is just... very handsome though. Yeah, yeah, she did what needed to be done. You they, know, and Bravo sorry to that Dennis. And bra- bra- yeah. listen, Bravo shade his hell. I don't know what they did it on purpose, but they put them niggas side by side, and it's like, look at this handsome, light skinned man. Tanya and Paul got is very handsome, and Tanya can't dress. She like, well, I, the whole, I'd be like, what the fuck do she be wearing? She pretty to me, but she cannot dress. Well, she always dressed for a business dinner. <laughs> a fashion show with no empowerment brunch and as as Curtis brunch <laughs> As Curtis said, what I am finding to be very annoying is them constantly glossing over these went ladies' personal issues because that's what we came for. That's that's what we came for. We came to see what's gonna become a Portia and Dennis, and they basically took us to Portia finding out he was cheating, them going to a couple therapy sessions, and now he about to, now he trying to 
repropose and shit and move back yep. in the house like y'all got got take your foot off the gas like like y'all, y'all left out a lot too fast yeah how did we get here like you know what i'm saying so uh, even her sister every... talking about him and shit like huh yes like and you disloyal like, ass bitch you supposed even... to stay mad hello and that's <laughs> this a... Solange teach you nothing and that's and that's the other part to me it's kind of like uh all we see him doing is sending her flowers like mm-hmm. how is that get, trying to gain somebody back and and show them that the behavior has changed right and the motherfucker even joking in the in the flowers note talking about uh doggone something or doggone it nigga this ain't funny you was literally cheating on me my whole pregnancy and after and then blame my postpartum for the reason why you cheated ain't no jokes bitch nope i'm gonna need you to come super correct and so bravo leaving all of that out just to constantly keep pushing spygate and shit like come on give us a break come on spygate like if these ladies are not willing to be fully transparent with their personal lives, bring on some that are. Yep. Especially when they're going through it. That part. Because you concentrate on their lives when they ain't got shit going on. But I agree. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know. We have to we we have to suffer looking at Dennis on the screen again, which you know that is an ugly ass yeah. man. I don't like he definitely mm. like a fuzz mm. drawing in a tracksuit. Mm. Why he don't he ain't got no good clothes? All I've that never money seen him dressed nice. All that money he done scam he can't afford an, a a decent look. Dennis. That's because he too busy. He too he spent all his money on tattoos and rings. Mm. <laughs> Exit, getting his ex's names added to the scroll. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. A roll of of bitches. Listen, he up that black ink, Dennis. <laughs> black ink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> so. Um, I thought that this was funny because Dennis is like, you know, I, I came because I got to get my lady back. I got to get my lady back. And I'm like, OK, this is interesting to me, because in real time, we we hear the rumor mill about you flirting with four women and how Portia is dealing with it. So mm, mm. I just I'm getting very curious, you know, curious. So Tanya throws a rooftop party with everybody that she's ever met. Um. Candy, Portia, and Kenya go to the side to talk about the recording again. Portia oh, still yeah. thinks that it's Yavana, so they bring Yavana over there, and Kenya being Kenya, uh, you know, Portia was Portia. They pretty much grilling her, like, did you do it? And she's like, no, but I know who did it. And they're like, well, bitch, who? Like, what is the big fucking secret? And even Yvonne's like, oh, you know, that's not for me to tell. And, you know, when the person feels comfortable, they'll come forward. And I was like, what? Why are y'all playing on our face with this? Why are y'all putting so much stank on this? It's not that deep. It's really not. It's Cynthia. The dragon couldn't have been that bad. (laughs) Right? No shade, Cynthia. But, you know, dragon is not your forte. Not for real, for real. Compared to the juggernauts that you on the show with, even Candy can drag better than than Cynthia. Correct. So, 
It's like, not it that can't deep. be that bad. It can't be, and it's not that deep. Like, and also we don't care. And like uh, Candace already pointed out, it's clear that the bitches want to be friends again. So it's like it's gonna eventually work itself out. We don't need all this extra. Because it's very evident that they want to be friends again. When they were sitting at the rooftop party, you could barely tell that they had any type of beef because they were just, you know, talking and joking and Cynthia showing off her ring and Nene responding the way that Nene responds, being extra and over the top. Like, y'all was was thick as thieves. It's like, cut the fucking shit already. Y'all miss each other and y'all want to be friends again. So just do it. Leave us out of it. Um, but of course, Marlo starts doing the most with, well, you know, Cynthia, didn't you want to say something to Nene? Like, girl, shut the fuck up. No, I didn't want to say shit to Nene, bitch. Like, like, why are you always trying to be the conductor for some shit? Shut up. Damn. Y'all kill me not telling her to shut the fuck up and mind her goddamn business and mind to her mind wigs, them wigs, girl. You got bigger fish to fry. Don't you got don't you got two nephews to raise, bitch? Yeah, why you ain't somewhere uh, sweating out your wigs, keeping them kids in order? But it goes back to what you said. They focusing on the wrong shit. That was a storyline from our little something keeping her out of the mess and something that could have been interesting. And something positive Ooh. that the trash ass piece of junk is doing for once. Right. Damn, but here y'all is concentrating on the wrong shit. Shout out to Bella. I don't know what she out there going crazy about. Child, I'm gonna put put feature in Bella. (laughs) You keep it up, girl. (laughs) Like, damn. (laughs) Um, but yeah, so like I said, they they bring Yvonne over there, right? (laughs) Um, and then Dennis shows up to the party with Paul, and then we get a big to be continued. But it looks like in the next episode is when which airs tonight the night we're recording on sunday um looks like that's when we're gonna get to the good shit with um nini and kenya having it out mm-hmm. like finally out out like this is the level of arguing that we ain't seen on this show since phaedra was on here yes mm. do y'all think this is gonna be that point because we saw it in real time with that um Report came out that Nene spit on somebody. You think we gonna get that this episode or either? If because I I don't I wouldn't be surprised if the fight wasn't until the end of the episode and it leaked over to the next episode. Mm. Mm. But I think somewhere in here, yes, because after this altercation, I don't I don't see them willingly bringing Nene and Kenya back together or Nene allowing herself to be in that position with Kenya again. You know, so I it would be surprising to me if we did not get that in this moment somewhere. Yeah, I agree with that. Because I've been waiting on that, to be honest. And we already on episode 10, so like, let's not drag this out too much. You know what I'm Damn, it's like, 10 already? God damn. Because it ain't really much happened. So you're just like, how do we get to 10 already? Because y'all have only done like two episodes worth of shit. Yeah. But, you know... That's how these reality TV shows go. So that's the end of uh, Real Housewives. I'm going to throw it to Candace so that we can book it to Chicago. All right. So Black Ink Chicago was off for Christmas. And so we're going to cover two episodes, but it's really not going to take long because ain't too much of fucking nothing really happened in that. 
so episode five titled my big fat neek wedding i'm gonna tell you the first of all i don't give a fuck about i didn't care about charmaine dress shopping i'm gonna be honest with you um but fast forward to charmaine not having heard from zach nor fly after that big fallout that they had in the previous episode um and one of the artists gets from second city inc gets on instagram and goes to zach page and that motherfucker then moved out of chicago moved back to ohio which i should have known he was a super soft tender light-skinned ass ohio nigga because that's part of course for them and how they carry on but he basically was like this chicago shit ain't for me about to head back to Chicago, back to Ohio. Then that motherfucker posted, "Who in Ohio trying to get some ink?" The whole state, nigga. You well, ain't you gonna, have, you ain't gonna narrow it down. You don't have like, whole state talent. And so Charmaine is like, he's never welcome here again. I was gonna give him a second chance, and blah blah blah. She's in the office talking to the the dumb British bitch. Uh, that's what we have dubbed her. That is what she shall be um aka jess aka uh hedgehog cat teeth uh aka insensitive moron all of that um she had a point that zach didn't deserve a second chance and charmaine gonna say i've been i've messed up a lot and been given second chances thank you for finally admitting it thank you for admitting that you have been a fuck up for your whole tenure on this show and always kept some shit going because you have been painting Ryan to be the big bad wolf since the season started again, when you are a literal drama magnet, even in your own shop, you can't even hire people who not bringing drama to your shop. You're a fuck up in that sense. Like business wise, you just don't have it. You need to stick to radio. We've said this so much. You should stick to radio. The way that you carry on is perfect for a disc jockey on radio. Yeah. Loud mouth, you know, kind of life of the party, stupid, and all that kind of <laughs> shit. <laughs> you not Seriously, cut out to like the lane is right there. You could possibly be the next uh Wendy Williams. Like get in there and do your thing. Like, yeah. but when you've had multiple chances at that stay in the tattoo world it just it's not done you any favors baby like at all the, the only mm. favor that is done is put you in a position where you can be on the radio and be on tv and stuff and i just don't understand why you're not taking advantage of that even dawn is capitalizing on being attractive enough that people want to have him in their amazon prime web series yeah you know what i'm saying like everybody's trying to get to the back four Mm. Four does yeah. what four does, you know. I'm I'm gonna leave it at that. Yeah. You're gonna be nice. Um, you know, but yeah. everybody has tried to, <laughs> to do a little outside hustle, even Van Fat ass with them raggedy clothes that he picked up from the Salvation Army was trying to do something. Musty, and here you are, you got Chicago Rilla. Right. Mm. You got the perfect opportunity to slide yourself right into the entertainment business. And here and you, you are keep, holding on yeah. to tattooing. I just don't. And you don't do tattoos. I don't you don't get tattoo. That. You're not from Chicago. You aren't known and respected in the industry. Like you didn't try to really learn the business. You say you watch Ryan the whole time you was at Nine Mag, but 
How could you be watching Ryan when you was always keeping up mess? The only thing you was watching was where Ryan was sticking his dick. Yes. Because you wanted and him to stick it in you. finding yourself offended. Yeah. And so, um, and so that's kind of where the episode five leaves off is that. And then we get into episode six. Um, we'll know. Episode five leaves off with Fly going to see Ryan. Mm-hmm. So that's one. Fly going goes to, to see going Ryan. Going to Black Ink where you got to pass a fucking biometric security test to get in okay. the door. These motherfuckers can goddamn spine Fly, <laughs> Fly goes to the new <laughs> nine Fucking born identity to get up in that bitch. Okay. <laughs> I, I'm thoroughly confused about Fly because you, you've known Ryan since before you started tattooing. He's kind of had mentored you at some point. And you chose to go work with Charmaine. Wait, what? And be loyal to Charmaine? And be loyal to Charmaine. Yes. When when Fly went by Nine Mag, he basically said in the confessional that he and Ryan knew each other before he was ever tattooing. Then nigga, what the fuck? Why the fuck are you okay? Well, you a stupid hood, nigga. To be on TV. To be on TV. And I think that's what it is because with the new Nine Mag. I think, again, Ryan has really stepped it up and he made it so that he and he, Don and four are on TV, but you don't see the other artists like he I think he realizes how much that TV and that airtime and that fame get to get to their heads Uh, because we saw it with, you know, Van, we saw it with Kat. We saw it with Lily. We saw, you know, all the artists that came through the old nine mag we saw how that airtime got to their heads. So mm-hmm. I think you're right, Curtis. He definitely went over to Second City Inc. to get that check because he wouldn't have gotten that TV check at 9Mag. He would have nope. been tattooing. Because those cameras do not move past the lobby. Ever. The only time we saw the rest of the shop is when it just opened. And since yeah. then, ever since Ford t- turned down that contract to work, in the new nine mag we have not seen the inside of it for real for real no we haven't we barely get to see the shop even with ryan even when ryan does a tattoo we can barely see the rest of the shop to uh to make it clear we have seen more of paranova upstairs yes than we have nine mag so that pretty much lets you know where ryan head is at and i think it's a fair trade-off because based on ryan don and four's popularity alone now these artists are definitely constantly working they don't have any slow days because if they can't book with ryan they're gonna go to an artist in the shop so if they don't yeah, already they might... have another one that they know of that they're going yeah. to yeah because you know absolutely tattoo artists amass loyal customers yes you know yep. that follow them from shop to shop or, or if they get their own shop like those same people follow the artists that they know and that they we see it all the time yeah every time somebody does a tattoo from black ink to black ink even if it's donna with her raggedy ass it's somebody that she already knows and has a rapport with even on this episode drea had a customer flying in from new york yes from when she was tattooing in new york to get a tattoo first of all i'm gonna let curtis have this one because he has been 
he been on Drea neck since she did that terrible ass tattoo. It was fucking <laughs> terrible. And I just want to know what was going on, baby. Like, were you having an off day? Like, what was going on? Because the tattoo that you did on the dude that flew in from New York was beautiful. Yes. Like, I was, I can see why you talk the shit that you talk. But that wolf tattoo, honey, you need to do, you owe her a do-over. But... <laughs> Because if I'm sitting at home and I see you do that old Inspector Gadget looking ass shit that you did on that man's arm and you got my rib cage looking the fucking like that, girl, girl. We we got to fight. We, we got to fight or you got you to gotta fix this and do something better. Do a cover up for the free to the 99 because it just ain't no way. Like the difference between those tattoos is shocking. You almost feel like the one of those tattoos was done by somebody else. Like that's the difference between them. Yeah. She couldn't do the first one right because she was too busy trying to get some dick. Trying looking at that what you already have identified as abuser dick. And yeah. I'm gonna let Candace <laughs> touch on that. What's wrong with you bitches? Okay. What's like why do y'all see you see a red flag, you're supposed to go in the opposite direction. You bitches see red flags and y'all run head first into them. You say you've been in, you were in an abusive relationship for years to the point the nigga told you the only way you leaving me is in a body bag. You recognize these same behaviors and tendencies in Zach and you still try, you still wanted to get piped down. I mean, I, you know, and I want to mind my business because I guess a lot of women say ain't no dick like toxic dick, but I'll take some regular smegular dick if it means somebody ain't trying to knock my head off my fucking shoulders every time I breathe wrong. Mm -hmm. I could tell you that fucking much. I don't need no phenomenal dick if it's going to come with ass whoopings. I want y'all to do better. Do better. You definitely need to do better with your missing top lip, bitch. Hmm. So, like, just stupid and so going back flop pops up at <laughs> the fbi aka the new nine mag <laughs> fort knox in that bitch fort submits Knox. submits his dna to get in fort uh, and then <laughs> and proceeds to tell ryan all of the second city ink he mess, spilled every, every drop of tea every piece of tea uh, alluded to the fact that he uh, would quit if Zach was still working there and did, you know, could he have a position in, in Nine Mag? And Ryan, like, yeah, you know, you my little homie. I've been knowing you. Again, it's repeated. I've been knowing you since before you was tattooing. And, you know, Fly is basically dick eating. <laughs> that, shit was like, <laughs> that shit was like uh, Destiny's Child in the Girl video. Like, girl, I've been knowing you since you was 10. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, like, yeah. like you, know, you, you got the know. dick eating. <laughs> like, you an OG. I respect you. But in that conversation, one, Ryan never was like, well, shit, fuck that bitch. Come work for me. Ryan actually gave him some good advice in that you on parole, you have to make smarter decisions. Because if shit go down, you the one that's going to go back to jail and have to eat the rest of that time. Yep. Nobody else. You the felon. You on parole. You need to get out of that mentality where every time somebody make you mad is fight, fight, fight. And Ryan was like, you also don't need to address every instance of disrespect. Like, sometimes you just got to brush a motherfucker off and act like they don't, they don't, they don't breathe. They don't exist. 
Yep. But all that, every time somebody piss you off, you want to fight, you want to shoot it out, you want to do this. Brian, basically, like, you got to leave that street shit in the streets. Yep. Sound advice. Sent him on his way. And the other thing that was poignant in that is that Ryan was like, I was already going to possibly hire Fly before he went to Second City, Inc. So it's not like that was a cold call. Like Fly already had had conversations with Ryan about working in NIMAG. And I feel like it was probably the same scenario as with Jess where you might have been supposedly going to NIMAG, but you chose Second City Inc. so that you could be on TV. Yeah. Because Jess got an opening shot on when the credits come in. Yep. It's Ryan, Charmaine, Ford, Don, and Jess. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, and I and I do believe I said this some weeks back, is that this Jess is an opportunist. And Charmaine is, I feel like their relationship is going to deteriorate really quickly. And it might not be this season, but like in the next season or two, we're going to see their shit break down. Mm-hmm. Because Jess already think and feel like she's a better she is better than all of this than Charmaine while and it's only but so long you gonna work under somebody that you feel don't know shit for real mm-hmm. and so Fly goes to Second City Inc and proceeds to basically spin the story as if Ryan was trying to get Fly to quit Second City Inc and come yeah. to NIMAG trying to poach and, him yeah, trying to poach them and proposition them. Um, and so we're going to hold on to that. Why is Rachel so fine? Mm. Lord Jesus. That is a beautiful woman. Um, and she's, you know, she her her demeanor gives me very much Aaliyah. Like, yeah. she's always very cool and calm and collected. But yeah. she give it to you straight. You know what I mean? Yeah, so she celebrated the one year, no, the seven year anniversary of Paranova being a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, Don, and Four went to the party. Um, I am glad to see that therapy is working for Ryan. I'm, let me say that. Yes. He had to have his arm twisted to go, but now that he has gone, you can tell the difference and even how he's interacting with Rachel. And now it's not a, I'm doing this so you could take me back or trying to guilt trip her. It's a, you generally, you genuinely deserve my support and my congratulations on a job well done. Mm -hmm. Like that's the energy I got from him being there. Also, he was very lusty. And if, you know, Kitty's stomach had to hurt if she watched that scene because he looked like he was ready to risk it all for Rachel. He said, damn, that's a high split. I ain't never seen you in nothing like that. And Rachel, like, it's time. <laughs> he mm. licking his lips and shit. I'm like, okay, I, I, you know what? I wouldn't be mad if y'all uh, celebrated <laughs> that mm. anniversary properly. And I and halfway think you probably did. This, yeah, I, de- <laughs> I, you know what? I definitely do think that Rachel and Ryan still have sex. Yeah, I she think still got he boundaries just, with that nigga. Yeah, I think she is just refusing to play his game now. Like when she wants some of that fine, super mixed up melting bowl dick, 
she get it and then she sent his ass back to his uh deluxe apartment in the sky ha ah so <laughs> that <laughs> that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of where it's at also i'm kind of sick of nikki popping up yeah what is that about wait, and don't she wait, look, four, she, yeah yeah nikki wait, was at the paranova yeah, she was at the Paranova party. Um, Ryan, Ryan said her and Rachel had gotten pretty cool. But she, okay, Curtis, is it me or did she look like she had put on some weight? Yeah, it looked like she put on a little bit of weight and it looked like she was mad lusty for four too. Yeah, like her face looked really round. Plump, yeah. It was a little Yeah, it plump. looked really plump. And mm-hmm. you know, it was rumored that she was fucking 50 cents. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I really... You go from one ain't shit nigga to like the worst nigga, the yes. troll of trolls. Again, what is y'all doing? But you know what? I'm not. I'm not nearly as attractive as her, or built like her. But I can tell you, if I would, I would not be fucking the bottom feeders of the industry. Listen. And I, Fifty Cent might be rich, but he's a fucking bottom feeder. And he cheat. Like, he don't be doing any, shit for bitches. Yeah, anytime any man who will publicly dog and berate his own kids, why would you why would that make your coochie wet? Especially when he ain't that attractive. At all. He muscular to be sure, but baby. From the neck up? Look like a foot. But and then she there, uh she's like makes it awkward, speaks to four. And Ford talks about this lady that came out the blue and hit him up and was like, my niece might be your daughter. And Which I have some thoughts on that. but I, I had a lot of questions look, about that. They don't sit real with me, but we'll get them. <laughs> and she like, and she being weird, like, congratulations on being a father. And get, man, take your retarded jealous ass. <laughs> I tried. I'm sorry. Take your stupid ass on. Like it's lit. You literally left this man because he cheated on you. Well, he didn't even physically cheat. He sent somebody a a naked video, which uh, to Curtis uh, with the chef's kiss. That ass was nice. Okay, was. Um, but he didn't. Show us what you're working with. Yeah, he didn't physically cheat on you, and you decided him violating in the manner he did was enough for you to leave, which is your right. But I'm gonna need you to get off his dick at some point. Like, either you want to fuck with him again or you don't. But, like, all this weird, passive-aggressive, congrats on being a dad and all, like, shut the fuck up. And then when Ford wasn't feeding into it, she like, okay, well, I was just saying Listen, hi. He off that. To see you. He is Yeah, off he don't that. want nothing to do with Nikki. Like, he, he, he does. He has full-fledged moved on. Yeah, he has. Yeah, but shout out to you because that's, that's healthy. That's healthy, and he probably found somebody that's eating that ass. I mean, he was fucking the Mexican bitch from uh, Bl- oh, yeah, the video uh, bitch. Love and Hip Hop New York. Yeah. Yep, Nikki the um, Body. But they broke up, but I mean, yeah, four is attractive. He in the gym and he got some notoriety, so I'm sure pussy is plentiful. Yeah, you know? it and Nikki, is. you ain't you just ain't it, you know, because no, no now, granted, you know, I feel like part of his moving on was that he had a twisted 
revisionist history of, you know, him going through stuff and Nikki not being there to support him. But, you know, whatever you did to reconcile that is between you and whoever you pray to. Mm-hmm. But I have to agree, like, Nikki, you just look goofy. Like, the 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 big fish checks are not worth you making these appearances looking the fuck stupid. Like, they yeah. can't be. Yeah, yeah, at all. Especially when you ain't even plugging your businesses or nothing. Like, girl, bye. She never and did you, while you she was... Genuinely, she genuinely, in that scene, I can't say permanently, is not as fine as we have known her to be. Like, it was something off. Like, you, whatever she got going, I hope she is okay. Because she... Her, she came across as really weird and awkward in that scene. It was kind yeah, of, of she was very vibes. much giving me I might have made a mistake vibes. Yeah, and, and I've she been going like through went it. out. Yes, and she went out her way to go speak to her. They wasn't even on the same side of the room. He didn't even like see her. Yeah, he was shocked when she tapped him. So, or I think he did see her, but he was like he wasn't expecting her to come speak to him. Like, girl, we did this already. <laughs> Like, we don't exactly. need to speak every time we see each other. We we didn't see exactly. things on that type of level. Cause, and he didn't he say it? He was like, okay, we got closure in South Carolina. Yeah. Why are you here? Why are you here? So, Charmaine brings her ass up to 9 Max, stomping through, probably musty and stinking, um, to get into it with Ryan. And Ryan surely checked that ass. Like, Charmaine... She ain't won an argument to... with his ass yet. Like, why do you keep Not doing yet. this? Why you keep going like you the big bad bitch? And then they in the shop gassing her up like, oh, her pull-up game strong. Her ass pulled up just to pull right back out. Pulled up <laughs> to get done up. <laughs> yeah, pulled like you pulled up down. and got your ass turned right back around and sent out the door stumping your feet. Ryan told her the truth. I'm not trying to poach a fucking artist. I knew him before you knew him. I knew him before he was tattooing. If I wanted Flop working at 9 Mag, he would have been fucking working here. What are you talking about? And then Ryan, I'm going to tell you, Ryan always a better nigga than me because, and this how I could tell for the most part, you know, minus how he fucked up his shit with Rachel, he's a solid ass nigga because he didn't even throw that little nigga under the bus. Nope. Because he could have right. damn sure been like, he came to Nine Mag. He wanted to talk to me. He told me all the shop, all the bullshit you got going on in your new shop, trying so badly not to be Nine Mag, but your shit Nine Mag, old Nine Mag already. He mentioned leaving Second City Inc. and asking if I had a place for him in Nine Mag. I would have spilt all of it. I'd have slid that little nigga right under the bus and picked it up and laid it on top of him. <laughs> you. <laughs> And he still didn't do that. He basically was like, first of all, you not from here. You came here. You wasn't, you didn't grow up here. You weren't raised here. You don't know shit about tattooing. You not nobody in the industry that people recognize. What do I look like needing to steal artists from an unknown shop owner? In an unknown shop. Like, yeah, y'all got a little notoriety on Instagram, but it's definitely not for tattooing. Let me say that. The notoriety that you got on Instagram is is because of your association with Nine Mag and the Black Ink brand. Correct. That's not off the and merit of the shop. Exactly. And a lot of the big hitters in the tattoo industries don't know what the fuck a Second City Inc. is or who a Charmaine is. I never so, will. So, like, shit. sit it the fuck down with all of that. And she, she stormed out, like, fuck you. And Ryan, like, shit, fuck you, too. 
and then this next episode just kind of got it it got to a place uh you know we we heard previously that Charmaine's mom Glenda had passed away uh and this is the episode where it was all captured I don't know I kind of feel away with Big Fish for even wanting to capture that um well I felt that way at first but then I remembered I saw a post that Ryan did rather either on Instagram or Twitter where he was like you know it's so strong of you Charmaine to allow this to be captured on film so I don't think that was all just on big yeah I was gonna say I felt the way but also if Charmaine really didn't want it captured yeah it didn't have to to cut the camp it cut the cameras and then after our you know, watching everything, it was um, a good way to memorialize her mom, mm-hmm. especially with the dealings she had had with Ryan, you know, over the years and helping them always try to come back together and repair their friendship. So initially I was like, give me a break, Big Fish. Y'all could have let her do this in private. But I think maybe it was a way for her to memorialize her mom mm-hmm. and go from there. But ultimately her mom passed, uh, her kidneys were failing and then she had a heart attack and she subsequently passed away. Uh, y'all know this is home for me and Mike right now. Um, so this was a super hard episode to watch, uh, because that pain is very real. So first and foremost, I just want to say to Charmaine that we are very sorry for your loss. I don't wish losing a present and accounted for a parent on anyone. Especially in the life state that you are just getting yeah, married, uh, planning yeah, a wedding yeah. and you're pregnant yes. with your first child and your mom's first grandchild. Like it was, yeah. it was devastating to watch. I'm not going to lie. Like, yeah, it was, it was it, hard to watch it. You know, as much as I don't, and it made me realize that on a professional level, I don't care for the way Charmaine carries on. Mm-mm. But when it comes to her personal life, you know, she seems to have built something really special with me. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, she had always been really close with her parents. And again, it's that here today, gone tomorrow stuff that really pulls you down and weighs you down because as we saw her mom had just popped up to help her go dress shopping yep and then you know weeks or weeks or so later or a month or so later gone like that is hard to grasp and i'm sorry you had to you had to deal with that while being pregnant because and just even to dig the knife a little deeper Neek was out of town when she got the news. So she was by herself when she was getting the news. Yeah, that it, my heart dropped into my stomach because pregnancy is already hard. And to have to kind of hold off some of your grieving so that it doesn't stress you to the point of harming the baby, you know, Charmaine, you, that's incredible strength. And so we continue to send love and light to you. Um, we we hope that your mom is resting in paradise. Um, she is definitely not suffering anymore. So we we wish that for you. Uh, and after Charmaine found out her mom died, uh, since Nick was out of town, the next person she called was Ryan Henry. After they just cussed each other out the previous episode. 
I, you know, <laughs> everybody, I'm not going to say you need a man like Ryan, but I feel like if you are blessed to have a friend like Ryan, you really need to straighten your hand. And that is my advice for Charmaine is that no matter how many times you spit in Ryan's face, how many times you try to paint him as the big bad wolf, when you need Ryan, he is always there for you. And you know that to be true to the fact that when you need him, you call on him. Yeah. And Ryan dropped everything. Every single thing he was doing made foreign Don tag along and wait outside. And she didn't even want to see them. She didn't even want to see them. But again, all the strife you have caused amongst those three guys, even if they had to wait outside, they wanted it to be known that they were there to support you in this time. So my thing is like, it's time for you to realize you and Ryan don't mesh on a business side. So just focus on the friendship. Yeah, but that friendship is worth having. It's worth saving. Yeah, focus on the friendship. Get that friendship back strong. Quit trying to mix friendship and business. You don't, y'all don't mesh well in that area at all. Never have. And that's okay. You will never will. And that's okay. That's perfectly fine. Because running a business with a friend is not the same as just having a friend. The shit you do when y'all when you just friends and could talk and bullshit is not the same shit you could do when y'all when you're trying to run a business. It's gotta be boundaries there, especially when it's getting very lucrative for everybody involved on the show at this point. Mm-hmm. So to the point I where hope, you got your own yeah. shop, like yeah. So I really do hope that, you know, after you focus on this very important things, like, you know, maintaining your mental health and your physical health after losing your mom, having a healthy delivery and a, a, a healthy post postpartum, uh, you know, journey, signs, all the depression and stuff like that as you journey into motherhood. I do hope that you give some thought to, repairing your friendship with Ryan and learning how to be a friend to him because it's proven that Ryan knows how to be a friend to you. You just don't know how to do so in the same in return because there's no reason that you have painted this man as the big bad wolf to all of the, your employees and peers at second city Inc. Whatever happened before you open that shop, they should not have been privy to unless they watched the show. And even then, it shouldn't be a talking point in a professional setting. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then to add on to that, you sent Ryan to your shop as your spokesperson to tell them what was going on. That's listen, you, you drove it on home for me. You have a shop. You have employees. You got a British a bitch sh- that's supposed to be the you shop a, manager. You got a dumb British bitch that's supposed to be the shop manager. And they're looking like Sandy Cheeks. Ooh. Mm. Oh, them chapped ass lips. Um, And in that, you didn't feel like you could reach out to your shop manager to deliver the news that your mom had passed and to um, take over and hold things down and so on and so on. You sent the man that you were just telling 
it was fuck him forever. Wasn't no going back. Everything he's done is unforgivable. To the point where you had them on alert, just seeing him walk into the shop. Yeah, just seeing him. He comes into the shop and Jess is like, what the fuck is Ryan doing here? Why is he here? First of all, bitch, shut your your big buck two fucking mouth. (laughs) Buck two, bitch. Yeah, <laughs> <Bucking>. <laughs> there's the show title. Yes, I was getting nervous. Yeah, but there it goes. Shut your big yeah. buck too fast up. Always doing the most. If that man steps foot in that shop, you know it had to be something. Like, where's y'all deductive reasoning on shit? Why don't y'all have logic? How you feel like you this grand this grand dom tattoo shop manager, bitch, and you can't even shut up and see the fuck. Why this man is walking into your boss's shop? What is Ryan doing here? Oh, you looking for Charmaine? Nigga, shut shut the fuck up. Please. I could tell that Ryan was really hurt by Charmaine's mom passing. They were close. Uh, if you like, if you ever get blessed to have a bonus mom, if you don't know what a bonus mom is, it, it's just somebody, typically your friends when their parents or they mom or they dad just always takes you in, always stays close, always stays in contact with you, you know, checks on you, even outside of their own relationship with their child. Um, you, it's a blessing, you know, it's a mm-hmm. blessing to have somebody that cares about your well being as if you were their child. And that was what it seemed to be with Ryan and Charmaine's mom. Um, Ryan said he had just spoken to her mom not too long ago on Instagram and they had a good conversation about them both needing to take the steps to repair their friendship and stop letting so much come in the middle of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Ryan could hardly get the words out that Charmaine's mom had passed. Like he was standing there like, okay, I could do this. You know, ultimately he did it for Charmaine, but you could just see that that was a death that he wasn't expecting and that it really made him sad. And even in the previews for this upcoming week, Ryan is at the funeral. Um, He's at the memorial. He's, you know, there. That's a hell of a friend. Like, I'm going to be honest with you. We know what Ryan's schedule looked like. He talks about it all the time. Um, you know, to stop dead in, dead in the track of getting your money to be there for a friend who hasn't always been a great friend for you. He's, he's got a, a good heart. His, like his intentions are good, but so, you, like we say, intentions don't always erase impact. And so some of the stuff he does has, you know, terrible impact on people like Rachel, but you can tell that Ryan has a, a good heart. And even when he was there, when Neek wasn't there, you know, helping her calm down, allowing her to cry, even just rubbing her stomach. And it, none of it was in a, I, I'm attracted to you type of way. It was like, I got you. I got you. I got the baby. Let me be here for you. You know, that type of vibe. So I have to give Ryan his roses in this episode because it could have been very easy to be like, shit, it was just fuck me. So fuck you. I don't care what you got going on. Um, but he didn't carry it that way. And so shout out to him. And that was how the episode ended. I don't know 
you know, how or if we will cover it next week, because it's more just a, it's more of a continuation of this. I think it might be pretty quick uh, because we don't, we don't want to sit on here and, and talk about, you know, death for 20, 25 minutes again. Um, but, you know, I'm going to watch and see what else happens. But I think the episode is going to be primarily about Charmaine's mom's home going and so on and so forth. So we, we shall see. But that's that's it for the shows. Marlo, bitch, your wigs is terrible. I you ugly bitch. No, bitch, your wigs is bad with them Ashley ass wigs on, bitch. You, you look like her a dinosaur, like bitch. A, her wigs is oh, Marlosaurus Rex. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, friend. <laughs> I just want to remind you that. When your wigs is as bad as Karen's and uh, Ashley's combined, bitch, you fucked off out here. Mm. And gonna have a nerd to have Cicely Tyson wearing one. Mm. Mm. Granny Cicely. Baby, you gotta be careful who you let in your house. Mm. She got you out here in that uh, in that Michael Michael Jackson Pepsi commercial wig. Mm. Scorched Mm. earth. They had me hollering on Twitter when they was like, Tyler Perry, let Cicely rest. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, she in this she in this new Netflix movie, right? That's coming out? Mm -hmm. Is she the old bitch that get preyed on? I didn't I I didn't watch I couldn't even tell you to be honest. Okay. I like I glanced at the trailer and I was like, this nigga always doing some shit. Mm. This is just Acrimony part two. I also was hollering when they was dragging him like so when he, you know, did that video of, of all the scripts like, you know, it's just me. I ain't got no writer's room. Nigga, and a whole do? bunch of people were like, so you got a show called Sisters about black women and you don't have no black women writing on the show? We could. Yeah, we could definitely we could tell. drag oh. him for that. I was like, we. I mean, hey, <laughs> I didn't have a dog in the fight because I don't care too much about Mr. Perry past the plays. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I'm not that person that's like always criticizing what he doing. Like we I know what he puts out for me is trash, but I also commend him for amassing the success and wealth that he has and, you know, keeping black folk in America employed even if the plot lines are terrible and the wigs are terrible because the shit that you got on Macaw Brooks head mm. that's a felony you <laughs> was going to jail like you definitely deserve a jail sentence on that yes but you getting Macaw to check so it's just you know it's kind of two things can be true at the same time I'm okay with that yeah yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, but you are a bozo for that. That should <laughs> yes. not be something you admit it proudly. You can't it was keep sexy talking as about yeah. You can't keep talking about creating your own table and not taking a place a seat at somebody else's without bringing in all this seasoned and fresh young ta- fresh talent and writers yeah. how are you how do you feel like you can speak on a black woman's perspective without having black women writers you talking about your table but ain't you nobody sounded, you it, s- but you listen when they say that a lot of black men and i use the term cishet loosely with tyler but mm. want to be they are the white men white men of black people shit like that 
solidifies it. How in the fuck do you not have black men and other black women writing for you? You do not write well enough to do that. A lot of your movies that did well, they did well because they was plays first. And yeah. a lot of us saw the plays and the shit that, that didn't make sense. We overlooked it because we primarily knew what to expect from the movie. But yeah. a lot of your super original scripts that are not based on plays are fucking terrible. Yeah. But like Curtis said, you for 84 years about acrimony. And 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 we and will continue from what I can tell you. Fucking trade. How the fuck did she get on that boat? How the fuck did she get on the boat? Why the fuck did the battery need to be charged if it was a self-charging battery, Tyler? What is this? Um, See, I don't understand these gripes, so I feel like I should watch it. You, oh my god, you gonna be pissed too. (laughs) You know what? I actually want you to because I know you gonna dread this shit. (laughs) Put it on Yep or Yep. Yeah. That's the next episode. Retro. <laughs> <laughs> Find the time for Yepper Yuck and go back to a really terrible movie. That'll be the one. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm like Curtis said, I really don't have a dog in a fight. I don't hate, you know, the movies and the plays based in the movies based on the plays. I don't really fuck with a lot of his original stuff. I definitely did not fuck with him when they uh, reprised Alex Cross. And he mm-hmm. played Alex Cross mm-hmm. after Morgan Freeman did. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't fuck with none of that, but I ain't fuck with him on any other of his acting. Not when he was in Star Trek. He was um, in Star Trek? Trek. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't see that. Ooh. Not when he was in Ninja Turtles. I think the second. What? Wait, he was in. Wait, what? Yeah, I I'm only know I because I recently it. saw that. Like, on uh, I watch uh, stuff on Tubi, and it just plays shit. It plays whatever the fuck he wants to play. And I looked up and I was like, Tyler Perry is like the evil scientist that gets fucked over. What? Who was? Why, sir? And yeah, he was. I forget which star, tr- the newer uh, trilogy that just with Chris Pine, but I forget which one he was in. But yeah, mm. I remember. Because I, the only reason I remember is because he was terrible. In- <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. He's tried to make himself a leading man. It's 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 just not realistic. But I feel like, and this is the last thing, and then we can end the show because I don't know why we're talking about Tyler Perry. But I know I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but my thing is, you have done the work. You went from homelessness to where you are now, friends with Oprah and all that kind of shit. Like you have done the work. Now is the time to sit at the top and enjoy your wealth, and and give the creative space to the up and coming. And the ex- and the pre-existing, like Candace said, like you've done the work. Why not l- bring on new talent that you discover from from Twitter and from wherever else? Like you do it for the actors, but why won't you do it for the writers? I don't understand that. And the directors, like you have, I just don't get it. Like you know what I'm saying? Like you got you got the Ava DuVernays out here who are doing shows and they have they go out of their way to make sure that black women directors get to do stuff on Queen Sugar. You have the same power and capacity and you choose not to. That is the real issue with Tyler Perry. Like, yeah, yeah. the stuff is terrible, but I mean, it's plenty of terrible black cinema that we love. We had a whole bit in the last compilation about uh a thin line between love and hate. And then my dumb ass spliced in two can play that game talking about Vivica Fox. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's classic terrible black cinema that we love. That's your lane. Cool. 
it's the it's the business prospect that gets the side eye from me. Yeah, yeah, it it definitely is. And at some point, the fact that you are so self centered that you believe you can tell all these nuanced you are every nigga. It's all in you. That's what comes across yeah. to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it does, and that's it's not weird. the truth. <laughs> and it and it hurts your brand because. Mm-hmm you're at a point now where when people discuss you a lot of times it's in a negative manner do people come up and say positive things yes but for the most part you are known for shitty movies now and if you would include if you would have a writer's room with skilled writers particularly people that look like you and black women i don't think you would be getting a lot of the criticisms that you get in with you trying to move forward outside of the Medea brand. Mm-hmm. But the movies that you've done outside of Medea are terrible. And then you're kicking off the BET era with blatant ripoffs of other shows, The Oval, Sisters, Sir. Yeah. Sir. Yeah. Get it together, well, darling. Yeah. Hire some hire some yeah. skilled black writers, bozo. And it's like you and rich, I, so it's it's fine. Like, yeah, we put you out to pasture along with Nini's nose in Atlanta, but you rich as fuck, so does it really matter? No, you're gonna do what you want to do. And we're gonna continue to drag you. You know, I feel like it's a fair exchange. Yeah. My aunties are putting money in your pocket, I can drag you, but it is what it is. Yin and yang, you know what I'm saying? Mac and cheese and yams, like you know, like. <laughs> okay, listen. <laughs> okay, show over. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, niggas. Uh, we'll be back next week. <laughs>